So, I've listened to that last episode maybe one or two times. And the one thing that I want to, not the one thing, but one thing that I want to revisit in totality is the amount of blame that I placed on those previous partners. They did this and they did this and they did this and they did this. And the truest truth is they did what I allowed them to do. Um, and I think I get caught up there, like, because clearly I, I chronicle, I chronicle, I chronicle those relationships often because I just, it felt like such a ragdoll experience that I'm just, my head is spinning because this whole time I've had this soundtrack of like, but don't they see how, like, why aren't they being nice? Like, why aren't they being nice to me? Or don't they see how hard I'm loving them? Like, why would they hurt me if we love each other? And I made the mistake several times of loving so vastly that I never really gave space to figure out what the temperature of their love was or if love was even the word. Like once I knew I loved them, I just, they were my person. And my love blinded me to some of the realities of multiple times when people in that previous episode told me that, you know, I can, I won't, I do. And I just interpreted it as something's wrong with me. Like, oh my God, if, if I do something a bit more, maybe they'll decide that they can. And I'm just like, what, what part of me is so, uh, undesirable that they're wanting away from me when we love each other so much, we being, I love them. So, I, I, the thing I said about them being my mom in that other episode also, sorry, I mean cherries and it just started to do something freaky. Um, the, the concept of constantly chasing their approval, like constantly chasing the the ability for my mom to see how even though she did some really heinous things um adjacent to me to me allow for a lot to happen um but she called me today and asked me if I could come to her 70th birthday party which is next month and she's actually dying and I actually had to sit and I'm still sitting with if I will show up And I don't know, I don't have the answer because some part of me is like, finish, finish strong because you, you now understand that I now understand that I am loving her because I want to, and not because I expect anything from her, which is freeing, but it is also very unfortunate that I'm openly talking about molestation, openly acknowledging or coming to the realization that my narrative of I was better off because she neglected me. Now that I'm navigating that differently, it just fucking sucks that she's dying. And now I have to decide if I'm going to honor my hurt in a way that says I need a boundary there, or if I'm going to show up for my mother, because I think she's the world's most greatest person in the world, except as my mom. (laughs) So I sit there and I say all that to say, like, I, I apologize to those exes because I really wasn't listening or yeah, I really wasn't listening because I just knew that I could love for all of us. 
and I did love for all of us. And I think that's why it hurt so much because I loved so much. And, and now that I'm sifting back through these, I'm like, but damn, I'm trying to find moments where I felt loved in return. They're fleeting. And then part of me realizes or feels like or has a hypothesis of that people struggle to keep up with my love. Like my love is so big. (laughs) My love is so, when Jill Scott said deeper, wider, higher, tighter, flipped it in rewriter, I don't know what she said at the end, but like my love is so renaissance. And and in picking partners like my mother and, and dating people seeking approval from my mother, I also date people who are like my mother, meaning maybe not equipped to to receive my kind of love or equipped to receive me or I don't know. It's not my job to know, but I know something feels very synonymous between my partners and my mom and I had a therapist a long time ago who was like it's your mother everything you're saying is your mother you need to do I I I your mother and I was so offended because I'm like at that time I was like I'm cool with my mom like we kicking it we laugh we joke like I'll send her a little bit of money here and there but like because I had gotten to a place of no longer really needing her or expecting anything of her or sorry I'm nervous I'm playing with a chain I'll put it down if you can hear that you know, I got to a place of like, there's literally no need. Um, and so I was jarred by that statement. And now like full circle, I realize is you have to want, you have to be ready to receive the message. And the messages have been coming in so clear because for the first time in my life, I am alone Aside from the soundtrack that is my joy and my grace and my everything I'm grateful for and also illuminating everything I'm grateful for, the love for this album feels as vast. Like, I feel loved by this album. I feel loved. I feel loved. And now that I feel this kind of love, I now have a marker of, like, if it's not given this kind of love, like, you got to be okay to walk away. But I just wanted to own that the Chloe who was in those relationships didn't listen. And I assumed that because I love people so greatly that one day it would turn around to them to just try to learn me or experience me or navigate me. But like, how could they have? Because I made it all about them. I made it all about them. Of course, of course, I'm neglected in those relationships because I make it all about them. I made it all about them, whatever they needed, however they needed, whatever they needed to say. I never once said, this is what I need. This is what I want. Because like I said in that previous episode, I didn't have a voice. I didn't know. I still struggle with that. I still struggle. And it's something I want to work on. I didn't know how to advocate for anything I wanted. I didn't even know how to say you're hurting my feelings. I didn't know how to say I feel neglected and abused. I just didn't. I felt all those things. But I didn't know how to articulate. And I had a partner who has was razor sharp with like data. Like if you say something, they course correct it in the second. But I was so scared to try. Like it would be like, hey, put the dishes here. Hey, touch my dog this way. Hey, this, this, this. And they were stellar. But I was always too scared that they weren't going to pick up on me or that 
if I ever said I needed something, that amazing skill wouldn't apply. But I'll never know now because I expected people to read my mind and since they couldn't, damage was done and it's clearing space. It's a renaissance. It's time to let things go. I'm working so hard on letting so much go so so much can flow and I feel it. Feel it all day long. So in every pill piece of this pineapple, which so I know I'm allergic to, so please, if you ever see me, make sure you try to protect me and Kiwi. Um, since I don't have an emergency contact, but that's another episode. I'm so excited to talk about that one. Um, yeah. So those stories have been a part of the cloak that I've worn for a very long time. So it's going to, I'm going to give myself grace on how it reappears and when it reappears but I I I I pledge to myself to tell the story not from that place of hurt but from that place of understanding because of a lot of factors I was hurt deeply because all I wanted to do was love and be loved but the tools weren't there the majority of my partners have found people who understood them, got them, it worked, and I'm so grateful that they did. Because I know when it's my turn. God is going to be there. Chloe Beck took accountability. Timestamp.